Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We welcome on to Bet MGM Tonight, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Compass Media NFL. Chris Carino joins us once again. Chris, thanks so much for giving us some time, man. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. How are, how are you guys doing? Doing really good. Um, so I heard that you were on the call for the Jets-Giants game, and I want to start right oh, there before yeah. we even talk any hoops because Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Um, limited snaps, obviously, in his debut as a rookie quarterback, and I know that it's preseason, but we call this overreaction Monday, and when we overreact, we have to hit the bell. But I thought he, I thought he looked really good. What were your overall thoughts on his uh, debut? Well, uh, so as far as we're an overreaction, I, we have, wait till we get to the NBA Summer League. Oh, don't worry. Oh, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, no, so so yeah, preseason football. Oh, okay. feel the excitement on Saturday night. It was, um, it was. I, I don't know what to say about that game, but Zach Wilson did look impressive. You know, he had his accuracy is there. Uh, we knew he was an accurate quarterback from uh, his days at BYU. You know, he actually broke Steve Young's record for completion percentage uh his uh, his 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 last year there at BYU so um I think it was great for Jet fans to see him come out and have a command of the offense and throw some strikes and uh even though he was going up against you know the the second team giant defense because whereas the Jets kind of treated it like the third preseason game and had their starters in there for much of the night um the Giants didn't play any of their starters it was kind of like their fourth preseason game how they approached it. Um, so again, you really can't tell much by what he did. But I, but I don't think it, there, there's anything negative that comes out of seeing Zach Wilson. I mean, I, you know, I think that's still a big question whether or not that was the right move to, you know, give up so soon on Sam Darnold and and, and draft another quarterback so high. But you know, I, I think the coach has a lot to do with it. I think Salah's a great hire, better than what they had. So um, yeah, no, you know. Uh, don't overreact, but nothing nothing bad in Jetland because it can't really get much worse than where they were a year ago. <laughs> no, exactly, and especially now that uh, Adam Gase is gone. So, Chris, I have one yeah. geek question to ask you because I am a, a big broadcasting nerd, and I just want to know about your process when you're making your board for a preseason game rather than a regular season game because you have to know stuff about all these guys. Most of them aren't going to make the roster, but still you need the little tidbits and fun facts and whatnot, right? How long does that take you? Yeah. What's that process like? It, you, you you prepare more for a preseason game than you do for a regular season game, and um, you know I, my boards are different. If we get really geeked out, I, you know normally with a regular season game, I I have the board set up like a depth chart. Um, whereas for the preseason games, I kind of have a different. I handwrite it and I I put them all in the position groups, but I go numerically because you know you have twenty defensive backs. You have 18 wide receivers. Yeah. So you have to, you know, if you're not numerical, <laughs> guys that, you know, you you don't know who they are. Um, and you just, you know, you try not, just like, just like the teams in preseason, you try not to do too much. You know, just do your best to identify the players and let people know who's out there. Don't get too involved. And then certain guy, young guys that you may know are going to play a big role and have an interesting story, you know, find a few tidbits. But, you know, forget about getting in big stories and analyzing the game. You're just trying to – it's you're just trying to figure out who's playing. 
And then that's, that's, that's kind of my, you know, years of experience doing preseason football. Just, just don't try and don't be a hero. That's so cool though. Chris, um, I don't have an overreaction. Um, and as we take a quick turn to the, the hardwood, I'm going to yeah. ask you a question. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, or Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets? Well, yeah, you it net Twitter, it's Cam Thomas. No, no <laughs> doubt about it. He's been so impressed. I mean, 36 points in his last um, outing, uh, back-to-back 30 balls. He's averaging 27 points so far in Summer League. Now, a lot of yeah. people, of course, with preseason Summer League, anything that's an exhibition, they say don't overreact. But Cam Thomas, to me, has just certainly been a, a, a pleasant, not even surprise because we knew he could ball, but at this level, amongst guys who are are presumably at his level, it's just a good sight to see. What's your feeling about Cam Thomas? How excited have you been? And what is what has most impressed you uh, by his performances so far? Well, first thing I would say, Quentin, is that the, the great thing about Summer League is that it has let everyone overreact early in the year, like before we get to the preseason. Before Cam Thomas would have a chance to, you know, score ten points in the third quarter of a preseason game, and everybody anoint him the new savior, mm-hmm. uh, we get to do it in summer league against even you know worse opposition. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not trying to throw cold water on Cam, but it's it, it. I think here here's the thing. I think a positive from a net Nets fan standpoint is that the word right after the draft was. Wow, the Nets got a steal at Cam Thomas at 27. Mm-hmm. You know, you had people like Bobby Marks and ESPN, a former Net general ma- uh, assistant general manager, uh, who who basically said after the pick was made on ESPN, he said this guy will be in the Rising Stars game next year. He is he is maybe one of the better offensive players in this draft, one of the better shooters in this draft. Um, he's definitely a, a great value pick at 27. And I think when you hear that. And then you go out and see what he's been able to do in the summer league. Now you're starting to go, hey, there's something to this here. This is not just we all of a sudden saw him explode in the summer league. This is a guy that got a little hype coming into the summer league, had a little chip on his shoulder from where he was drafted, thinking he should have been drafted higher. A guy who, you know, when when they did the interviews in the combines, they said maybe he was a little cocky, you know, maybe he's a little over, uh, you know, overconfident about how Spend good he is. Yeah, and you know what? He's pretty good. And yes, it's only you know summer league games, but you're going up against you know guys that are second year players and some veteran players, and and he's the leading scorer in the summer league. So and he's made some big shots. He's shown uh, an ability to. You know what I like about him? He is. He's shown. He he's kind of figured out what's a good shot, what's not a good shot. Mm. He's not, you know, there there were some people that thought he'll come in there and just chuck, but he's he's kind of known um, when he doesn't have it going early because he hasn't gotten off the great starts in these games, and then he'll take to the basket. Yeah, He'll get to the free throw line. And then that loosens him up, and then he's got that step back going. So, um, you know, he can score. But we, I, think, I think people knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're reinforcing it. Now there'll be other things. He could. He's he's got to improve as a playmaker, as a defender. Um, but you know what? The Nets have a lot of uh, playmakers, and def- and and they brought in the free agency. They brought in a lot of defensive-minded guys. Um, I don't know what his role will be once the season gets started because it's a very deep Nets team. But yeah. um, the great problem to have. Got to come off the bench and, and be an instant scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up.
We're joined now by Chris Carino, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Compass Media, NFL. Quick follow-up. The Nets, of course, uh, the overwhelming, fam- overwhelming favorites uh, to win the NBA yeah. championship in the 2021-22 season, plus 240 right now on BetMGM. One of the, one of the more underrated, or maybe not so underrated, I, didn't, I saw people talk about it for a couple days, maybe a day, and then brush it off, was the addition of Patty Mills. Patty Mills, excellent backup point guard, start, starting point yeah. guard for some teams. Uh, n- now added to this locker room, he can score, he can pass, he's a pro's pro, um, great character. How much of an impact do you see Patty Mills making, not just you know on the court, but off the court? Because I love that addition. Yeah, and Sean Marks knows Patty Mills very well from mm-hmm. his days with, with San Antonio. Yeah. So, um, you know, he knows exactly what kind of player he was going after there. And and that was a strategic move by them to, you know, know that they were going to be able to get him at that price for that, you know, that slot that they had. And they even, you know, they let a guy like Jeff Green go who, you know, they could have filled that slot monetarily, but they it just shows you um, what they felt in Patty Mills. And they have to surround their their team with shooters you know and patty mills has become one of the real reliable three-point weapons in in the the nba and the way he was you know his ability to come off the bench he's always constant movement he's a guy that can you know knock down a three and you're going to need that when let's say you know you have he's not in the starting lineup but you're probably going to have james harden playing with the second unit, you know, that's, that's kind of what you're going to end up happening. You know, Irving and Durant will get their rest and Harden will stay on with the second team and a guy like Mills to play off Harden and be able to shoot threes is, is going to be so important. So, um, and, and like you mentioned, his, his veteran presence, he's got championship pedigree. Um, he, he's just, he's just a really good, solid player. We saw what he, you know, even at his age, he still, he saw what he did in the, in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, you know, you score 40 in an Olympic game. I mean, that's like scoring 60 in a, in a, yeah. in a regular NBA game. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited about seeing Patty Mills. I think it was a great pickup, especially that the other guys that they've gone out and got, and they filled their roster with seem to be these really tough minded defensive players. So you need a guy like Patty Mills to give you some offense. You need a guy like Camp Thomas to give you some offense. And then, you know, you got the Javon Walkers, of the, uh, the, the Javon Carters of the world, and the James Johnsons of the world, and Bruce Brown, who they were able to, to, to get to come back. Like, tough, hard-nosed, defensive-minded guards who really get into you. It's a nice balance that they've put around their, their, their core three. Chris, in a really quick follow-up to that, let's talk about what you guys lost in Boston. I cover the Wizards, huge fan of the Wizards as well. Spencer Dinwiddie now a part of the Washington Wizards organization. What can you kind of say to Wizards fans about the player that they may be getting, positive or negative, and also the fact that, you know, he's coming off an injury, that's going to be a challenge as well. What have you seen from Spencer Dinwiddie since covering him? Well, you know, I, I think he's going to do well coming off the injury because if there's, uh, he is such a physical specimen. I mean, the guy takes tremendous care of his body, um, you know, plant-based diet in terrific condition. You saw his workout tapes. He seems to be, you know, ready, ready to go. Yeah. There isn't much fat on that guy's body. He, he takes care of himself really, really well. So I think from that standpoint, he'll be fine. Um, really as athletic as they come. I mean, with his, his explosiveness and his ability to get into the paint, he is very difficult to guard out on the perimeter in terms of keeping him out of the paint. I mean, he will drive it at will. 
um, explosiveness. He'll drive it and dunk it on you. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, became a really adequate defender, and a good defender, and an adequate shooter. Um, and and he's, a, he's a very intelligent guy. And maybe sometimes that is even to a fault. <laughs> you know, they, they, had a, they used to call him Google in the locker room. Did they? Yeah. Wow. You know, because he kind of knew everything. Yeah. You know, but, but so that, but he's, but he, I like Spencer. He's a really good guy. Uh, he's, he's a, a, a really smart, thoughtful guy, uh, intelligent person, intelligent player, um, and, 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 and athletic, more athletic, more athleticism than I think people even give him credit for. He was probably, when he was on the team before, Hey, well, I even even throw with Duran Irving in there. He was probably their best athlete. Wow, we're wow. just saying something. Yeah, he's. I, I'm a big fan. Chris, thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes. That's Chris Carino, radio voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Does NFL work with Compass Media, and also check out his charity as well, the Carino Foundation. They have a social media page on Twitter and a website uh, as well. So, Chris, thanks for giving us a couple minutes tonight. You and, got uh, it, guys. Hope to have you on again soon because we could talk with you literally for like an hour and a half. Man, I really wish <laughs> yeah. we could, Chris. <laughs> Always a pleasure, guys. Anytime, man. Thanks, Thank you, man. Brother. Take care. Chris Carino, voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you guys are getting a good one with the Wizards, man. I'm so happy. I'm just glad that we'll, we we both will get to watch relevant basketball, even if our teams are just like, you know, the 6-8 and eight seed yeah, with the Bulls we, and the Wizards. You know we, what I mean? We least, deserve it. At least we didn't give $33 million or $77 million to market smart or anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather overpay for DeMar DeRozan. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, I know he's going to go out there. Yeah. He's going to shoot a bunch of mid-range jumpers, but it's DeMar DeRozan, bro. Hey, who's their starting point guard? Is Dennis Schroeder going to start in Boston? No, I have, no shot, right? I just... Hey, I'll take Boston and the Wizards. I mean, I'll take the Bulls and the Wizards over Boston. Dude, hot, hot take Mondays over reaction Mondays. I just Mondays. saw that pop up, too. Veteran guard Marcus Smart, four years, $77.1 million max extension. Man. Find you somebody that loves you the way that Boston loves Marcus Smart. Man. Not like I hate his game or anything like that, but I, I thought, honestly, he was gone. I like Marcus Smart. A I lot, do too. But I ain't giving him seventy-seven million. Dollars. I don't understand the direction of the Boston Celtics right now. They better hope a coach comes in there and, and wins them a lot of games because right now it looks like Tatum might moonwalk out the door with the moon people.